episode number 381. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for, you know, whatever uh, benefits. I do it because I love the process mm. and I'm having fun. And to me, it's not work at all. Like I could do this 24 seven, 365 days a year until I drop dead and I'll be happy about it. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the B-Real Show with Travis, Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up and ready to bring you some uh, energy, light, and uh, some value in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But I think after the, uh, you, this show, you're going to want to think about your, your cura- curation, uh, your collection, and the way you collect, uh, you know, smart, wise, uh, and things like that. As we, as we know, I brought you guys more and more hobby talk, more and more collectibles and autographs and uh, panini upper deck, etc. But I love people in the coll- in the hobby that are, are doing this day in, day out. But also the great curator has an incredible YouTube channel. Go follow him on YouTube. Uh, let's get him to the 4,000. I think it was 4,000 goal here uh, soon. Uh, and uh, But most importantly, dude, you're putting out tons of great content in the hobby. But take me back into your journey. Were you always into cars and collectibles and things like that as a kid? Well, you know, I've been I've been collecting. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here, Travis. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And man, your energy is like infectious. I'm, I'm ready to Woo! go through a wall right now. Let's so go. let's talk about this. Let's okay, go. So, you know, I've been collecting ever since I was a little kid. Even at where it started off was like toys, cards, memorabilia, comics, all that stuff. I did all that stuff as a kid. And I've been in and out of it throughout the years as, you know, my life has changed in different stages here and there. Right. But I've always, I've always been a collector. And not just like not just a just a collector casually i've always been a real curator like i'm looking for rare cool pieces that fit my collection you know i catalog everything i have i take care of it um so i've always kind of had that mindset but more recently with cards after the big boom of last year i kind of just said okay you know what things are changing right because over the last like 25 30 years of collecting um it wasn't like cool you know what I mean? Like there wasn't like a lot of money in it. It wasn't kind of cool. It was kind of look, it was kind of like for like kids basically. Right. But now I think that we are in like, I want, I, I guess you could call it the golden age of collecting where, where it, it's cool. Number one, um, it's uh, there's more collectibles than ever before. So the hot, the hobby is very, is striving. The, the, um, the products out there are amazing. And three, it's profitable. Right. So now it's like, I was, I feel like I was made for this era. This is where I can strive. So I've been like full on the last year. Uh, f- you know, I mean, I've got a, I got a full-time job and everything, but as far as a hobby goes, it's like a second full-time job really. All right. So, uh, the ways that, so you've always collected like me, a lot of people know, uh, throughout the show, I always mentioned, I collected a lot of these autographs by sending them letters. I went on startiger.com now and I, you know, when I was a kid, this is 25 years ago. And over time, uh, the great curator, I have now put some of those things on my eBay store. Um, the ones, especially that don't have my name on them, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and let other people appreciate them. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, some of them are, are, are authenticated. Some are not obviously, but, uh, some people will buy them. If it's a good value, it's, it's, it, it is authentic because I came from the, the source, but a lot of times, uh, now we know in the hobby, it's all about 
things getting graded. You know, taking oh. something. Say, oh, I like this one, the magic, uh, the magic, baby, magic. Oh, um, uh, uh, but I know you like the PMGs, baby. Oh, I know you yeah. like the PMGs. So I'm working. I'm waiting until PSA opens in uh, 2024 uh, for the value grading right. uh, again. <laughs> I'm a value. I'm a value collector too, man. I like the uh, the value prices. Uh, but I was I, I was grateful that I did uh, at some point take advantage of those bulk uh, you know opportunities uh, you know because we'll probably never see ten to fifteen dollar pr- uh, pricing grading from PSA ever again. Right. Um. Just with inflation alone, they could at least say it's twenty for bulk. Um. And I it probably be my buddy says probably thirty. Mm. I don't know. I could see that. You know, I mean, thirty dollar bulk. It's fair. That's SGC right now. That's fair. That's what kind of what SGC is at. And you get the PSA basically, which is let's just be real. That's what sells. Right. Um, you know, more than any of the other ones love, you know, BGS love the other ones, but, uh, PSA, it holds the value in the market and the resale value. If, if you're going to put the time in grading, you know, a lot right. of what I've learned is you don't need to grade. I mean, I'm looking at a stack of cards. Like I always list cards every day, guys on eBay. I'm looking at these cards. I listed on eBay today. And one of them within one, uh, minute or two of me listing them after I'm done sold within five, with $5 card. Nice. So what I do is, you know, constantly work at the hustle of selling singles on the eBay because I think uh, there's a big value in the hobby. I tell this to the, the, the guys all the time in the breaker space, et cetera. If you're sitting around with a box of cards, man, you're, you got money. You got to just put a little time in learning eBay, uh, listing them, take a photo, make a photo box. It's a hustle. It's not easy, Dan. It's not as easy as buying a $500 card and selling it for two grand later and, you know, things like that. But working your way up to that and also diversifying your overall portfolio, if you can be selling singles, I look at it as an annuity, right? Like I'm putting 4,000 inventory items on eBay. It sells over time. I don't know exactly when it's going to sell, but it provides constant income. And and, the, and then that funds the hobby to buy bigger cards, you know, buy a Charizard or buy a bigger card. And, and, and because I think in the hobby, there's a lot of different levels, right? Like, um, and I found actually ever after having the eBay store, a lot of female uh, collectors in the hobby. Oh, Really? A lot of yeah. female. Oh, absolutely. On the eBay store, time and time again, uh, uh, you know, with the five dollar or less market or ten dollar or less cards, they're buying their favorite players that they like to follow, and they buy buy a couple of them. And uh, and uh, I constantly see female names on my on my eBay uh, when we're listening. I'm like, that's awesome, you know. So I like to see that too. You don't know if they're the ages a lot of times on an eBay, uh, you know, account because it's just someone's name, but. Um, you can guess if it's a female, it's a female name, you know? So it's good to see two females in the hobby. I think that's a, another amazing thing. So you specifically um, like to do work the shows as well, I noticed, right? So you, you like to uh, talk about the shows. You you go out to a shows because you're down in Southern California. A lot of good shows down there, right? Right, right. We're spoiled here. We have we have shows like every weekend, like multiple right. shows every weekend. So I think I've like, I was looking at my calendar this year. I was, I was like, man, I've, I've been to like almost like 60 shows this year. So yeah, that's, that's really my area that I like to play in mainly because I just like, I love the community behind it. You know, I could, I could list and sell all this stuff on online and everything like that, but it's just like, I get so much joy out out of being going out there, being part of the community, meeting people, talking to people, working deals in person, like that hustle. That's what I love to do about uh, in this space. Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing is there's so many different things to do. I mean, there's, just like in business, right? There's no one right answer. And uh, uh, so you find your you know niche, if you want to call it, and working the deals, building the community. Obviously, you got your online community too, which is helping you probably funnel deals and right. things like that. Right. Um, and then you grade as well. Do you grade as well? Or do you just mostly buy graded cards? 
mostly I like I probably like 80% uh, buy graded cards, gotcha. and, you know, buy or trade graded cards and I'll, I'll grade certain cards right. uh, that weren't it. I mean, it's been difficult the last six months since PSA shut down, like you said, but um, you know, I'll probably get more into it as as things start to uh, as they get a better system in place and the prices are a little bit better. I'll probably incorporate more grading into into my system. But for right now, it's mostly buying and trading. Because it, it really the truth is the PSA label just holds so much value. Like I got this bad boy back. This uh, SGC Louis Hamilton, uh, okay. you know, a gold refractor out of okay. uh, of uh, <laughs> out of 50. And it, it's it's a beautiful slab, the SGC slab. It just it doesn't have the demand on the market. There's not people looking for these slabs. But you, what you are seeing though, uh, the great curator, and which I think will help these other card companies is this: all the other grading LCSs and other things are using SGC. When they resell cards now, a lot of them you're seeing, like my boy Mealy Pops and from et cetera, et cetera, on their live sales, you're seeing a lot of these slabs that they're reselling, right? Because they're get, they don't have PSAs not there, so. They've been using these and they've been using CSG. And so you're going to see more of these slabs yeah. in the market, which I think what will happen is it'll, it doesn't take away from PSA, but it maybe helps create a little more demand for the, some of the other uh, grading companies across the board, because I mean, uh, CSG, which is another sleeper is tied up with fanatics. I think, you know, Blackstone group, uh, you know, you don't know exactly what's going to roll out there, but uh, it's have a beautiful slab, the CSG slab. Have you seen the CSG slab? The actual slab is pretty, pretty dang uh, impressive outside of the, the label. Mm -hmm. It's quality. I mean, people don't like the label, but if you look at the, their TCG labels uh, for the Pokemon magic, like that's based off of their comic book right uh labels right which i i personally i love it i think it's a really sharp looking label yep. and you know just to speak to your point about that travis like i think there's a there's a certain psychology within the hobby where everybody kind of like follows the large mass crowd right and and largely due to marketing psa has has captured that market share where people put a premium on it and these other ones like sgc you know and all the other ones they they haven't got there yet but as as you said, as all these, um, you know, uh, uh, group submitters start to flood the market with these slabs and people start seeing them, they get used to them. And they buy them. Then, they buy them. If you yeah. buy them, you, you yeah. believe in it, you know, let's they, just be real. Well, because I think that is, here's a common misconception a lot of people have. People are buying the label. They're buying the label, the grade. They're not buying the card. Right. But okay. once they realize that they should be focusing on the card, yeah. you know, yeah. more so than the label, I think those other grading companies will pick up. Yep. I remember uh, another Harold uh, Harold Hustle, Eric, uh, another great dude in the hobby. Uh, he works for uh, PWCC now. He was always saying, just focus on, focus on the centering on your, you know, on your BGS labs and things like that, because there's so much value in, in just having it's the card. It's not yeah. necessarily the slab. You're actually buying the card. Some of those slabs like BGS, for example, or SGC, it's like it's like half the value of a PSA slab. A you third know? sometimes, shit, a, a third right. or a quarter sometimes right. you could pick these and cards up for and uh, it's, it's the same card. If It's the same card. And if you value those companies and their, you know, their their expertise, I mean, what's to stop somebody from, from opening that uh, SGC 10, right? And putting it in a PSA slab. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone could just crack that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've had experience that. I've cracked a lot of cards, SGC, yep. and BGS, and I... I to me, it's very on par. I mean, it's a lot of subjective too because you never know what PSA graders will do. Yeah. But it's it, it's not a huge gap in terms of uh, the grades. It's true. I think that the, the hobby evolves obviously over time, and we're seeing that 
more uh, fanatics might 10x the whole hobby with Josh Luber's uh, mindset and things like that by by exposing it to the millions of customers I already have. And if you have that, every card you have, especially on card autos and things like that, are going to become right. just so valuable because there's no there's no way you can go back in time and there's no way you can get that back. Like a Kobe auto, you can't get that back on card. Again, you know, it's going to be hard to get. I mean, unless you buy it, yeah. um, they might have some stickers in the Panini vault somewhere. But, uh, you know, uh, you can't ever get a Kobe on card, that's, right? That's really interesting that you bring up Josh Luba because I'm I'm analyzing his paper. I don't know if you read his paper that he I've put seen out. notes and I've been listening to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to make a video where I summarize the points, but I'm Ooh, I'm, I like it. I'm going through it and I'm analyzing. I just I just made my notes on this today. And man, like I do believe like he makes a very strong point that there is going to be a, a time when when Fanatics comes in that there, that he predicts there's going to be a large boom. Uh, influx of people coming in and that's going to have a huge impact on the hobby. So uh, that's going to be really exciting when that comes. And you're right. When all like when, when the demand or all these new people come in and the demand goes up 10 X, you know, they can't go back and buy those cars. They're not going to make those Kobe autos anymore. Right. Right. So, you know, there's going to be the new stuff they can buy, but there's going to be the, right. They could, they'll, they'll buy the new stuff at that time, but they always go back to the, the legends or the people that they grew up watching. Right. 100. Yeah. So that, especially if they make money and they and they can do the same thing, if there's profit in it for everybody, there's 10x right? the profit for everybody. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be people that get squeezed. I think the breakers, to be transparent with you, I think anyone, let's just be real, because I have distributor access. I'm not going to say to who, but I got distributor access and I, I don't have tons of allocation, but I, I get allocation and I see what they pay. You know, you're paying 150 bucks for a box, you're breaking for a thousand. Right. There's margin in there. So yeah. they're going to somewhat squeeze that down where the consumer gets to what they want. Like he talked about with the reverse auctions and stuff where basically not like the Panini's doing it right now, but basically where you're willing to submit how much are you willing to pay for this? They take the lowest bid and they basically make everyone pay that. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. say, Hey, Hey, Travis wants to pay 700. Dan wants to pay 550. Everyone pays 550. Everyone's happy at that price. Yeah. They still make more margin, right? Than they were before because they're only selling it before for 150. Now they're making right. 550. But who gets squeezed? Anyone in the middle that's reselling that. Now, the, the, the local card shops are going to still be fine. You know what I mean? Because they sell singles. They do all sorts of yeah. stuff. But if you're just doing breakers only or if you aren't diversifying it and putting your stuff on eBay and doing a bunch of different things outside of just that, you're going to be uh, you know, stuck by the water because you've been getting easy money. Let's just right. be real. If you, can, if you can get allocation, the great curator, you can make millions. Right, if right. If you can get allocation right now. Like if I can get allocation of all the newest products, millions for the next you know few years uh until they until fanatics comes in and you know to speak to that point travis is so interesting like you know the breakers they're they're killing it right now which is great for them right they they found a niche where they can exploit it right but i think um for us to get to that next level you know they there has to be some fat that gets cut off and unfortunately it's going to be the breakers that get squeezed right okay right. but for the greater good of the hobby allowing people more access at affordable prices I think that that is necessary. And I think that based off of what I'm reading in, in Josh Looper's paper, that that is something that they are studying, you know, a lot to see what they can do about that. It just makes sense. You know what right. I mean? It just makes sense. And if you're a good breaker, you still will find different ways. Look at the mystery packs and look at all different things you can do, man. There's not, we even do it on our, we have a little breaking thing that we do on every Sunday morning where you can come up with different ways of giving value, um, sell to be transparent with you slabs that are waiting sitting on ebay for years and put them in packs and kind of force sales through a mystery of getting a bigger card and actually at the end of the day we try to just provide the most value too but there's tons of new ways to sell so 
if you're creative, uh, let's just be real. You're just not going to be able to make the 10 X. Right. And it's going to be more like two X, three X. And so you're going to have to find other ways of, uh, of making money, which is, Hey, right. that's fine. You know, it's- if you could, if you put that in any other type of business, like if you could say, Oh, you, you will make two, two or three X allocation of this. Oh you get- People would love that. Right. But I think these people, they're, they've been spoiled just because of the demand that's come in the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's all relationship to that allocation, man. I mean, it right. really is. If you can get the allocation to that product, you, you're gold right now, yeah. you know, yeah. and if you've been gold for the last couple of years, let's just be real because I just told you guys the breakdown. It's not on every box, but it could be up to 10 X, five X easy, yeah, four to five X easy on everything. So mm-hmm. let's just be real. Like you just talked about any business in the world, a restaurant, if you could come in and just do that on every restaurant, they would be loving you. If right. you could do that with a car, they would be loving you. You know, it, it just doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not realistic. So, yeah. um, you got to learn to be smart and, and collect what you love. Too. Happy with twenty percent, let alone absolutely, let alone a thousand percent. Hey, the stock market eight percent, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> right? if you're a safe investor, you're yeah. you're doing eight percent. You're happy right. with that, and that right. that really does build value over time. Um, even at eight percent. So, um, so now, what are the kind of things you love to collect? And we talked about the PMGs. You, I see, you have an incredible PMG uh, collection. Do you hold on to some of those ones that you have on posting, or you kind of? All have those in the sales process slash uh, slash PC. Pete, the PMGs are currently not for sale. Really, there you I'm, go. There you go. I'm hoarding them. I'm, I'm hoarding them, guys. I'm sorry. I'm hoarding I them all those. just because I want to get them graded and I want to see what they can do. Um, but you know, over the last year, I've really kind of tried to focus my collection um, on just a few niche areas like PMGs. Got you. Um, upper deck exquisite uh, auto cards. Beautiful. Um, uh, the rare rookies, of course. Right. And uh, rare wrestling cards. Oh, nice! Who's the wrestling PC? Anyone in the wrestling PC? I love all those guys from like the, the late '80s, early '90s. Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, uh, yeah. the Attitude Era, The Rock, Stone Cold. See, that's my generation. Me too. So, brother. Uh, I, I I love all those guys, and I think that wrestling cards are super affordable right now because that that market hasn't really taken off yet. So. I'm, I'm focusing on, on acquiring whatever I can. I mean, I'm basically in acquisition mode right now. I believe that there's there's going to be something that's going to happen down the line in the next one to three years. So I'm in acquisition mode right now. I love that, dude. Those are good markets too, man. I like that because it's always good to be in markets that people aren't necessarily in. I always thought that too with the grading process. Um, when I was getting back my grading, I was like, you know, I'm not going to just be grading all this modern stuff. I'm going to be finding stuff like Paul Arvin to grade and where you, could, where you can at least make margin and, and even at a four, I'm six, four, six, X and five X in my money. Uh, uh, and on a bigger card, uh, you know, 20 X in your money on what you put into it, what you graded it for, and then what you got it for. And then I literally list these things on eBay and the next day or two, they sell, you know, because obviously it's such a, a, a big market. And like I said, for me personally, the great curator, uh, I'm a pop entrepreneur. I don't have the time. I wish we were in central Valley. We got very little shows out here. For me to drive to LA to hustle a show, it wouldn't make much sense. And to have the ability to have both, because at some point I'm gonna be popping up on the shows. I got the right. uh, the Millie right. Pops and and, uh, and I have all these friends in the hobby that I've interviewed, Paul Kings and you know a lot of just good people, the great curator that I want to shake hands with and I want to meet. Um, and so these bigger shows like the National and some of these ones, I want to try to maybe plan a family trip and something like that where I can pop yeah. up and do some shows. And uh, because there's nothing like that, there's nothing like the friendship. Even at scale, building it through the Zoom and through breaks and through uh, just the communication through d- d- direct message and things like that are still friendship, even though it's not exactly right. like 
we know shaking someone's hand, chopping it up and having a lunch, but uh, it's all at scale too. So uh, it's a beautiful thing that we live in the world today, my man. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what, so, so no online platforms for sale. Uh, I'm, I'm on all of them. I'm on like my slabs and I just, yeah, I just don't transact heavily anymore just because I don't need to, because I'm at Got the you. show. Absolutely. When I first started, I was on those things like real heavy and I was selling a lot on volume, but I just, I just noticed at shows I'm, you know, I'm it's able the to same spend. liquidity. It's the same yeah. Uh, opportunity yeah, and, and it's less easy listing time, less photo time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Less, less logistics on like shipping and returns and all that stuff. But, and it's just a lot more fun for me. So that's where, that's where my focus is on that. But just to speak to your point about like the online community and the shows, how they kind of work together. It's so great dude. like you, what these big destination shows like Dallas, the national, you could meet a friend from like across the country, you know, interact with them online and then you get to meet with them at the shows which is so cool right it's like it's like a family reunion almost type absolutely dude absolutely i know i gotta shake my hand my my mealy pops i do a lot of business with jameel over there at uh shop mealy pops because he's just a good dude in the hobby and uh yeah i had him on the podcast early on and then he he opportunity uh, to other people and it's just been a great uh thing as well as um good prices you know yeah. and so that's the bottom line if you can get and then good shipping no you're going to get the package ship um we uh, embrace some of the online platforms like we have uh whatnot you have network oh yeah the beautiful thing about some of those platforms is um like in a one hour show you can um sell some of your inventory that you might not be selling on ebay as fast or etc through a mystery pack idea um, along with, we'd like to put packs and some other stuff in there. So you're really getting the value, you know, oh, ripping things and things like that. Um, but the beautiful thing is they're, they're international. I mean, we have German buyers, Japan. Are oh, you out? We're on whatnot. We are on network. And so okay. on, on whatnot, um, it is, uh, we just try, try to do it on Sunday mornings, Dan, uh -huh. we try to do the mystery packs and we just try to have fun with the people, with the folks. Uh, maybe sometimes they get an autographed Jersey. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. um, give like away that. cards, you know, give away cards, uh, but the beautiful thing about those platforms is it is um, kind of like a show in that a little bit of transaction, but it's, 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 you're there for an hour or two, you're wheeling and dealing. Uh, and uh, it kind of has, whatnot. I need to get on whatnot. You're going to get on whatnot. Hey, hey, they want, I would, I, did you put in your, uh, did you put in uh, your uh, submission? Yeah, I put in my application. I've been waiting for about three months. I know, uh, dude. They're, I know. They must be but, packed or something. They're packed, dude. They're <laughs> packed. The bottom line is I think that they, they don't want a million people to come on there at some point because then it would just clog their right. their whole flow. And that's why you also uh, look at, and I will uh, introduce you to uh, uh, the, the, the folks at Network, mm, which okay. the Network is like Home Shopping Network. It's basically like a much bigger idea. They have like Adidas drops. So they have, you know, it's a lot of clothing drops, a lot of shoe drops, a lot of uh, designer drops. And they're trying to go after the collectible market, and so they're they've worked with some of the uh, the other sellers that are have good you know good followings, but also have product to sell. And uh, you never know, maybe there's an opportunity there. I always like to to try to be on a, a variety of, if, if if there is possible. Um, but network is beautiful because um, the great curator, it's all new people to the hobby. Like these people are not, it's not like whatnot. Whatnot's only sports cars. These people are buying you know, and transparently. It's uh, a lot of sales happening. I mean, you're talking three, four times the sales in an hour um, because it's not as cluttered, right? Wow. Okay. Interesting. So I'm going to introduce you to Monica and whatnot. Give them a shout out. And uh, 
appreciate it. Thank you. And so also, much. what? And also, I'm, I'm sorry. Network and whatnot. I'm gonna give it. Put in notes here to uh, my uh, my rep over there, just to uh, say, hey man, I just had the great creator on, and he would be <laughs> a perfect fit for the whatnot app. Yeah. And because uh, I think it's, it, it, I think the strength is is just trying to understand these new platforms. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just be on only on one. Right. You don't have to do them all the time. But finding out how it works best for you and embracing somewhat of them because that is the future. Yeah. And yeah. the beautiful thing is, hey, my man, you have a beautiful collection, you have an incredible source of cards. So you can literally buy things and be having them the next day going out the out the door. It's a right. liquid deal where you can literally be today. You got the inventory because you have the shows and you got the relationships tomorrow because this person in China, Japan, uh, Germany, uh, Switzerland can't get access to that card, buys it. 100% profit maybe. You know what I mean? Quick 100% wow. out the door. Yeah. Um uh and that's on a value base. You, you got all these international people buying your stuff? It happens both on it happens wow. both on the global shipping program on eBay. Mm-hmm. But the network is the the big one. Whatnot mm-hmm. is not international. Network is international and uh I was surprised out of the out, there was about 30% of the orders were international. Wow. Yeah. Hey, and it just made sense because like they can't get this product too. Like they can't get packs like this and things like that. So I was like, damn, that makes really a lot of sense. Um, uh, I think this is a form of the future. You're going to see more and more platforms. I'm surprised eBay doesn't just go out and just use their venture capital arm to to buy them all. Or I I think it's super healthy for people to get off of eBay, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, not not completely off, but they just have to understand that there's, there's transactions that happen off of eBay. It's hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Well, there needs to be, this is what there needs to be. The great curator. Let's come up with the best idea on earth for the hobby. Okay. The best comping tool in the world. Are you asking me? No, we need to find out. We need to create the best comping tool oh. in the world. Oh. And that is a comping tool that literally a comp, you know, like where they comp cards, huh? where you comp cards from eBay, whatnot, network. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a second, Travis. This is interesting because I've, I've been thinking about this lately. Uh, you know, card ladder. Right, a great tool, an incredible tool, one of the best. I just found out that Card Ladder not only do they track other auction sites like Heritage, Golden, PWCC. Now, through some ver- verification process that they use, they're tracking private sales now. I know, I heard that. Right? Yeah, it's so one of the best tools out there. Very interesting. Like, it's probably- I, had, I had this um this gold Brady Kaboom, not my card, but I'm trying to move it for a client. Mm-hmm. We can, think that there was any comps on that but there's a private sale comp for that same card there's yeah. only two of them out there on pd uh, on a card ladder wow. so i think that and not a lot of people know what card ladder is they yeah, all know it's yep. you know it's kind of under the radar but um i think that 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 platform that they have if they get some funding behind it and really go crazy with it that could be the future that could that be, be the one that could be the answer yeah, because those as long as the 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 sales platform whatnot is willing to open up the API to the uh, then you got it then you get then it's yeah. on you know what I mean yeah. you can somewhat open it up to so we can kind of see what stuff's happening on it whatnot because whatnot is I mean every breaker's on whatnot I mean all the big ones are on there the reason why they're on there is because it, it's easy it's the transaction happens there's no if in that blah 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 and uh, a lot of the liability happens then on whatnot so then the the, the breaker's safe as long as they ship blah blah blah. It's the future, right? It is the right. future. If it's not whatnot, it's something else. And uh, and but but the most important thing is uh, you got to be able to you got to be able to, to be able to do it right. You got to be able to do it right for for the customer. Uh, most importantly, no right? Hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. 
Um, and, and that's the most important thing too in the hobby is to flush out all the BS and kind of the people. And that's what I love about your uh, content is if you watch the shows, folks, he's straight to the truth uh, about the hobby, uh, ways and tactics to, uh, if you want to call it, approach a show, t- ways to you know negotiate and things like that. And uh, I appreciate what you do for the hobby, my man. That's why I wanted to have you on the show today. Now I'm at, we're about to get into your top 10. Are you ready? Let's do it. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Chicken or steak? Steak. Steak, baby. Let's go. Laptop or smartphone? Oh, smartphone. Smartphone. Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. Spotify. Movies or video games? Movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? Reading books. Reading books. Stocks or real estate? Real estate. Real estate. Oceans or lakes if you want to go for a vacation. Uh, Seeing that I have two uh, Airbnb lake houses, lakes. Bam! There you go. So is that uh, another way that you diversify your income? Is uh, Airbnb uh, rentals? Yes, that. Well, I'm... I'm I'm heavily in the real estate area, so we nice, within that market too. We do rentals, commercial, uh, Airbnb. Got you. So it's such a great invention of the uh, technology, Airbnb, uh, right. for for people to diversify their portfolios, but then to logistically have someone show up at the door, you know, and uh, and pay the bills and have the platform and everything. It's just incredible. It's all done on the phone. It's so it's amazing. Cool. You can you can run a business just from this phone, dude. And I know yeah, through that platform, it's amazing. people that, you know, they got a, like, you know, one of my buddies got 10, one of my buddies got two. And he's like, dude, they can make these things are gin and cash, baby. Uh, can, if you're smart with it, like, I know this is not like hobby related, but you can make like three or four X what you would make on a regular rental right. property. If you do Airbnb correctly though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure through the process, like anything, there's learning, there's uh things you got to do to avoid and uh vet out Polly, the, the, the people just in case there's some, uh, interesting people trying to show up at your door. Um, right. But a couple last questions for you, my man. When you're waking up for your day, why do you love being you? Because I would say just because I'm I'm so blessed just to be able to have control of my life. I'm, I'm I have my own businesses. I don't work for anybody. I set my own schedule. If I want to jump on a podcast with Travis Let's at two o'clock on a Friday, I can do it. I don't have to ask for permission. So for me, I'm always I'm happy every day. I've got a family I love. I got mm. friends and family. I've got everything I want. So I'm the, I'm just the happiest guy in the world. So awesome, brother. That's the best thing too about being an entrepreneur is your time. Yes. Controlling that time. Uh, do you think you'll ever retire from the game of entrepreneurship and curation? Uh, no, because I'll tell you this. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for, you know, whatever uh, benefits. I do it because I love the process mm. and I'm having fun. And to me, it's not work at all. Like I could do this 24, seven, three, you know, 365 days a year until I drop dead and I'll be happy about it. So That's I'll never stop. It's all you can ask for too, man, that you actually love what you do, folks. And if you don't pick up a hobby, find something to do, collect something. I like to say, uh, and, and just find some interest in life because life is beautiful and it's short at the same time as we're finding out the last couple of years, you know, with this, uh, mm-hmm. couple of viruses and things like that. It, it's short. Life is short for, for, for many different reasons. So, might as well embrace it. And I always like to say living the dream. That's where our living the, uh, our sports card is. Living the dream sports cards is every day, baby. Living the dream. Do you right. have a way of starting your day? Is there a way of you getting your, your, your mindset ready for the day? Uh, well, for me, like maybe this is a bad habit, but I'm, I, I wake up, you know, I do my morning uh, routines and then I just jump on my phone and I, I just 
I look at I look at the news in the community in the in the car community, and that makes me happy. I look at people's posts. Nice. I respond to messages. You right. know all that stuff, and that that gets me jump started for the day. Love that, dude. Love that. Do you spend a certain amount of time doing that, or just whenever you feel good, you're like, all right, on the, on the day. To be honest, uh, probably way more than I should throughout the day. But again, it's just, I love the process, dude. It's like it's like uh, you know I don't know I can't, I can't even imagine. It's like to me, it's just natural, right? I'm all I'm always on my phone looking at things, but I'm also highly, highly productive in other areas too. Of course. But, but whenever I need to have fun and jumpstart my day at, you know, or jump, you know, get a little bit of energy, I just go online and see what's going on with the community. And I'm jump always out of, with people too. I love it too. Jump out of fighting fires to, uh, you know, enjoying a little bit of the, uh, the hobby and uh, seeing people, cool, cool, cool cars. People got fun right. things that they pulled to, and things like to that too. That, to speak to that point real quick here is like, the hobby for me, I know a lot of people are profit first and they do all this stuff and for them it's a business, but for me, it's an escape. You know, I've got all these things, all these responsibilities in my life. So when that gets to be a little bit too much, I jump into the card world and it's just nothing but fun and I forget about all my problems. I love that, dude. Do you have a favorite app on your phone right now? Uh, The favorite, <laughs> eBay. <laughs> eBay, baby, buying them deals, buying them deals. It's a good time to buy right now. Rolling that search list every day, you know, every every hour just to see what pops up. <laughs> do you uh, do you save certain searches or how do you go yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got like probably like the max amount that you're allowed to save right. 200 searches or anything. <laughs> I have all that laid out. Sometimes I have to delete and make some cuts to add some new ones. Nice. But, but it's great because it's like every hour there's new things that pop up that, that I might be interested in. 100%, dude. I find that all the time. My new listings have a ton of action on them. Um, do you like to buy auctions or do you like to just make bids like or uh, offers? Both, both. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm, I mean, I'm like, I do everything. If I, if I can, if I can get it at a best offer price, I'll, I'll take my shot at it. Right. If I have to wait till last minute and do a little snipe bid. I'll do that too. But whatever it takes, you know, if I see something I like, I go for it. Yeah. Definitely some of the auction houses are doing something. Though. <laughs> they talk about the shilling, but uh, someone's doing something because I'm like, this card just went for double the other card. It's the same card. You know, that's something but it's, that- it's the followers. It's like on whatnot. Like, right. it's, like a, it's like a following, okay? Like I always try to tell people, someone on whatnot that has a million followers or the most amount, when they go live, just like anyone goes live on anything, on any platform, they'll have a ton more people to talk to. Right. And so that makes more demand for the product. Someone else goes live and there's five people. They only got five buyers to sell to. They can't quite get the same. It's the same thing with eBay auctions because right. PWCC or Probstein or all the best ones, they send out stuff constantly, email lists to their people. They constantly are using their email marketing and they're using their followers and they're using the subscribers. Plus they have a million positive reviews and they're you know, in, in, you know, in cahoots, if you want to call it with eBay, because they do a lot of business together. So they're going to be the top listing and they're going to have, and so that's just part of the game. And that's why that card sold for double. In some cases, I think it's just because of the following too. Right. And I don't know the rest. People talk about a lot of different things. You never know. I think Mac Jones shilling might be really right now, but uh, 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 outside of that, it's just interesting because I think it is part of the following. Like it is part of the following. If you can get more viewers to your eBay auctions mm-hmm. every day, you're going to be having more people action on bids, right? Like it just makes sense versus some guy that has one person at the eBay auctions looking, I'm going to get everything for 99 cents. Okay. Dan's the only one buying things today versus another guy has the same set of cards, but he's got 50,000 extra followers following him uh, because part of it is an organic algorithm that happens on eBay. But then part of it is how many followers do you have visiting your store, et cetera. Um, 
And I see it constantly, dude. When you buy from one of those big auction houses, yeah. they hit you over the head with the eBay listing. Right. I mean, marketing. You, know, you know, what's interesting about this is like, this is a problem that somebody needs to figure out. Not me, but like somebody really, way smarter than us to figure this out. But there's two, there's two issues with that. Number one is that there's no consequence for show bidding, right? You can, you could bid it up a million dollars and the worst thing that could happen to you is you get like a strike or something or your like profile that. gets banned or something. It often doesn't happen. And then you just make another profile or right. whatever, right? You know? And then, and then number two is like the, the, the dependence, the psychological dependence that the market has on using eBay as the, the comps for values of cards, right? It's misplaced in my opinion, for the exact same reasons you just mentioned. Yeah. It's, it's too, and the, the inequity is just different. The, the market will eventually go to a platform that has it all figured out. There's card ladder. I see yeah. recently there's alt that's doing a different comp thing. There's the market movers, Jeff, the great uh, uh, sports card investor, uh, another great free app or paid app. There's a, and I think you kind of blend of all of them, right? Like you just try to look at all of them. And at the end of the day, make your best judgment on what you think the value of the card is. And uh, at some point I always like to say, leave a little room for the next guy. Or gal, yeah. you know, leave a yeah. little room for them to make resell it if they need to, or if they're going to grade it, grade it, um, leave a little room for them because then what you have is maybe a repeat buyer or yeah. a repeat follower on your eBay store that they see another card in a year or something. Or I've seen a lot, especially on the eBay, uh, is uh, the other card shops buying from me mm-hmm. um, uh, because they can't get access to some cards, et cetera. They buy 50, 20 cards from me every so many weeks because that's just how they do it, you know, to add. And I'm sure they're not just doing it with one person and, and obviously you're doing that, you're getting deal on shipping. Cause obviously you're going to get the, all those cards shipped to you and not have to pay shipping for each one, et cetera. You know? So, uh, it makes sense. Um, a couple last questions for you, my man, before we roll, if you could sit down and chop it up with anyone in the world f- to a steak dinner, who would it be alive or it does not matter. Actually, we've had everybody. Oh man. For me, I would say right now, I would just say, I would say Elon Musk. There you, you go, know? baby. We need he's to get him in a hobby. We need to get him a hobby. He'll 10 exit yeah. overnight. One yeah. tweet. <laughs> he, he is such on a different level. I would just love to just he, just to try to see the world through his eyes for an hour. Best investment I ever did, man. Cost basis of $5 Tesla stock, baby. Woo! Let's go. It split. It split. It was a $20, but it split. Uh, but $5 now cost basis. I always tell people, if you ever IPOs, anything else, Join the club. Right. Just, just buy right. it. You know what I mean? And uh, he would be a great person to get in the hobby because he likes, uh, you know, some of the crypto stuff and he wants to diversify and things like that. He's selling some of stock. We need to get Elon yeah. Musk into the hobby with one tweet. He can literally uh, at least double the market yeah. on any on any right. anything. I guarantee it, man. Just because <laughs> you see the power of his tweets already. Right. Um, well, I love you, man. You're a great dude in the hobby. I appreciate what you do for the hobby. Keep putting out incredible content, keep finding that collection, man, and curating. And uh, I'm going to put in the good word with the whatnot and network too, okay. just on top, just, just because why not dude? why yeah. not put in the good word for my man, the great curator. <laughs> um, but tell our, our, our listeners, where's the best place to find you online? Uh, I've got two, basically I'm on two social media accounts, uh, Instagram at the great curator. And then uh, that's, if you want to see my personal collection and and just see like fun stuff. I make funny videos and things like that. Oh, you I, love your, I love your reels, stuff, I love your reels, man. I love your reels. I love your reels, man. Thank you. Thank you. If you want more educational stuff or to get like uh, as, as much knowledge as you can to help you in the hobby, uh, watch my YouTube channel. It's also at The Great Curator. Um, I put a lot of informational videos on there. It's all education. It's all free and all that stuff. I do vlogs of shows so you can see me use the tactics that I try to teach you guys and things like that. So those are my two platforms. I love it, brother. We'll keep 
curating and keep being great in the world uh, and putting out those videos, man. I love it. You guys can learn so much from my man. Folks, you've been hanging out with the great curator and Travis Tutan Huff. We want to thank you again for your time today and let's keep being real. What's another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the b-real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today do you want to get featured on podcast guys you can be a guest. And that's right, you have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcasts.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcasts, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.